Welcome to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Also online for you at WRQK.com. There seems to be something going on with the podcast where it's like massively delayed, where we'll post it shortly after the show like we always do, but it's now taking much, 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 much longer to show up at WRQK.com than normal. So I'm going to assume that's an issue out of the building, right? Well, so I asked the boss man yesterday. I said, well, you know, who is this? I said, you know, is it the engineer here? Or do I, you know, do I call like the, you know, the corporate help desk? What do I do? And he was like, you don't do anything. I'll handle it. And then threw me out of his office. So, and I haven't opened my email yet this morning. So as far as I know, uh, you know what I mean? He, he had been on it and we, we may have a solution and maybe I just haven't come across having read it yet. Although I want to open my email because the first thing Fantone says to me when I get here is, dude, you open your email? I was like, not yet. I'm trying to, you know, get some stuff figured out. I got to get this cup of coffee. I mean, why? What's going on? It's like, dude, apparently the boss man's all happy with you. Sent you 15 emails about all the special stuff he could do for you during the Bridgestone this week if you want to go do that. Yeah, dude. There's, and I, dude, it was, it was all stuff that started today. He sent this email yesterday at like 3.30, so I know you didn't read it. By that time, I'm like, well, dude, he's checked out. There's the corporate email, which I know you're not checking on a regular, and then your personal email. So like, I was like, dude, I know he hasn't seen this. And I'm telling you, man, there's like, there's like interview opportunities. There's, there's like, you get to hang out with their wives and girlfriends or something like that. The, and the like, wags? The wags, yeah, dude. So like, there was honestly like Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose, like these dudes, I don't know who they are, but I know you do. So like, I was like, this is very exciting. Well, yeah, Dustin Johnson would be, hold on. Same Press conference schedule, all times Eastern, Wednesday, August the 1st, which would be today. Damn it. Justin Thomas is at 10. That would be great. Although, oh my God, dude. Tiger's going to be there at like 11? Tiger at 11, dude. All you'd have to do is zip out of here. Yeah, Justin Rose and Rory at 130 would be huge. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that. And I, I assume a part of it is... is There's a craft session? <laughs> There's a, I could do a craft session with the PGA Tour wives. Oh, that would be kind of not cool, but I don't. I would still kind of want to at least walk by it. I um, I, I would assume a part of what this is is they're trying to make this a big a deal as humanly possible. Oh yeah, you know, final year of it. You well, know. my best guess is they do a lot of this kind of stuff every year. But like, yeah, they are going to double. He's going to. They're like hounding him because this is the last year the tournament is up there. So uh, you should go, man. I think you should. It just seems like cool to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna. Yeah, I I, I will definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely doing that. <laughs> you know, I wish I now I got to run home and like take a shower, get my clothes changed. I dressed like a bum coming here today, and had I known that, I wouldn't have. I would have. Uh, I would have had myself prepared. I'm actually going to the tournament tomorrow, and I uh, I thought about it this morning, and I don't know why. I want to see it. I want to go. I want to see it. Right. But for some reason, I'm like, man, I don't really want to do it. And I, I just, I don't. I, I think it's a little bit of the hassle, and I am in a little bit of a rut right now. I don't know what that's about. Um, I have been a little bit like, man, I just kind of need like some. I need a change in something. Right. I, I just, I, I get a little too guilty of just falling in the same routine over and over and over again, and I just need a little shot in the arm somehow. Yeah, that's a little concerning, just in the sense of. Not finding joy in the things you normally enjoy, right. like that's when it's like, eh, dude, uh, is something going on here? Like, is something? What do I do? Right, I, I switch things up. Yeah, I don't want to say like you're, you're kicked into a depression there, but like that's definitely an indicator of nah, such. It's just kind of like I'm just bored, is really what it is. I'm just kind of like stuck in the muck, and it's like, uh, and uh, you know, it, dude, 
Well, first Friday is obviously right around the corner, so that's right. great. But, dude, being social is difficult the older that you get. Because all your friends are married, and so like their wives don't want them going anywhere. You don't want to go to the same bars that you've been going to because you shouldn't really be in there. And so now, like, I, I, dude, I've lived here four years. I don't know anyone. <laughs> There's probably a little bit of, you know, I think everyone, as you get older, you just kind of get more into your own shell. You kind of get a little bit crankier to the outside world. and uh, Well, you, less is enjoyable. Yeah, you throw all That's those for sure. you throw all those things together and it's like usually by the time you hit 42 you've been with that person for 15 years right. and they've watched you grow this gruff exterior and watched you become right. this shelled off individual and at least they've done it together now you're trying to invite somebody into that misery yeah, and it's and hard to do at least like the next year year and a half you're going to be spending on your divorce so you got something <laughs> to do you know what i mean like you're focused on the mission at hand I just kind of feel like I'm twirling out there in the wind. Like I just, I, I, I just don't have a outside of the show. I just don't have a lot going on. I, and the thing with that is, is dude, we just had great success on the show, and that's already the shine's already worn off. So it's yeah. like, man, that's really concerning. Um, go to this, dude. Like this is something you feel good about, and like this is something you like, something you enjoy, something you want to be a part well, of. Go. It is the practice round today, which right? is the the day that like they'll talk to you, they'll shake your like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're about winning. Like, they're walking by those ropes. They may give a ball to a kid. They may give it. But, dude, if you say something to them, you're probably getting thrown out. Like, right. you're not. It's it's pretty serious. So, like, you catch them on Wednesday when they're just kind of, like, playing around. Right. They're very, 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 you know, personal at that point. So, like, I may go and check. You know what? I'll check the practice round schedule and see who's teeing off when. That's what I care about more. Like, standing in the back while, like, while ESPN asks those guys questions. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, but, but walking the court and like watching those guys like here's the other thing for a golf nerd which I'm the only one so it's pretty much me (laughs) talking to you and like nobody's listening to us right now but like they'll attempt shots today which is cool okay so if they're on 16 and it's 245 to get home they're gonna try it you know what I mean like all right well let me try the six iron to the left side and then we'll try that and they'll hit a couple of different so you can see it's like oh well that's why he did it that way and so you can kind of learn stuff this is the not, and I know something's going to replace the Bridgestone next year, but this to me is kind of like the farewell tour. We were talking yesterday about Tom Petty, and we kind of talked extensively about it. And well, one if you the, want to see Tiger, this is it. One of the things you mentioned is you didn't go see Tom Petty the yeah. last time Gotta that go you see could Tiger. have, and, and, and now this is right. Tiger's in that situation. Yeah. This might be the last legit chance you have to go be a part of that. I just, I, I dude, when I read that, or I read the, uh, the email this morning, I was like, dude, you got to go to yeah, this. Yeah, I'm going to go to that. All right, good, yeah. good. Yeah, Make plans for it. Yeah, 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 I gotta go to that. I, uh, you're right. Because this is if this is the last time I'm gonna get to see Tiger walk around here, then you gotta go do that. Especially last couple of weeks, he's been playing a little bit good, and he's won this tournament. I think something like eight times in a row or something. It was he uh, he knows this course like the back of his hand, and he absolutely he said it all year. One of my goals, I gotta get into the Bridgestone. He's been saying it all. He loves this course, and uh, he normally murders it. So that will be interesting to see how he does this weekend. Obviously. Uh, there is more Stansberry Show. We do have George Thoreau good tickets. All that will continue next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. I, uh, I started watching something else on Hulu yesterday. 11-22-63 is the name of it. Okay. Um, it's, it's got James Franco in it who I normally do not like. I am not a James Franco fan. And um, it's all about this guy who... All right. 
I guess this is Spielberg, or not Spielberg. Um, uh, what's his name? The other uh, the dude that makes all the scary movies. God, don't bring far right. Stephen now. King. Yeah, I believe it's him. Okay. Um, a listener recommended it to me. A, 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 a woman who listens to us is like, dude, you should watch this. And it's all about this guy who wants to go back in time to stop the assassination of JFK. Right. Because their theory is is stop the assassination of JFK, then Bobby Kennedy doesn't die because he doesn't ends up not running for president. That okay. thing. he doesn't die. And that and then they go so far as to say that maybe if you keep JFK alive, that Vietnam doesn't end up escalating because Johnson's the one that kind of like got his like chef you know chest puffed out about that. And so then maybe it saves that whole like skirmish. I'm only an episode and a half. Okay, in. they're really long episodes, so I don't know how far we get. I don't know if we skirt Vietnam yet or not. I don't know. But when I like when I when I got that far in, I was like, "Well, that's their theory." All right, and I like I like I kind of peeked up in bed a little bit. I was like, "All right, let's start paying attention to this. What's going on? We're gonna we're, we're gonna rework America to where Vietnam didn't happen." Like, all right, pay pay attention to what's going on here. Yeah, alternate reality shows. You know, I, and the man in the high castle is kind of what I jumped yeah, to right away. Yeah, that was good too. But like, those have an interesting spot of like, well, what would have happened had something you know had the butterfly not flapped its wings? So that's that's a cool. They cool. actually go to that where he says he's like you've heard of the butterfly effect right and so like that's how he like gets the kid to buy into it um like i said it the, the episodes seem long i don't know how long they are um i didn't look but they seem a little long i watched uh, the first one and then i started the second one and then i uh, i ended up it was a little late i ended up shutting it off and and going to bed i'm hoping to uh, i'll just restart the second one uh, this afternoon uh, when I get home. Or, uh, but it was. It was like, I was like, damn, dude, this is actually pretty good. You're a bit of a Hulu believer recently. I feel like everything you've talked about has been Hulu. Yeah, you know how you kind of get like zoned out on those services where it's like, God, I've just, I feel like I've looked at everything Netflix has for like th- three months straight. So it's like you end up bouncing back and around. Like you said yesterday, you have Hulu, but it's your fourth option. That's how I look at Amazon. I have Amazon, but it's like my third, fourth option. Um, but yeah, once I picked up Hulu with live TV, I gotta tell you, I do believe in that service. For forty bucks a month, I totally buy into it. Yeah, it um, it's a it's it's a tough decision for I think everyone with a screen where it's like, what should I throw my money at? Is this one worth it? Is this one worth it? Should I buy this one? And I I don't know. It's something I've definitely been thinking about recently. Where it's like, dude, here's a way you could save money a lot. Yeah, and I I don't know. I just I I haven't. I guess I haven't. I haven't committed to anything yet. Where it's like, okay, cut that cord. I am. Uh, I still have Netflix. I still have Hulu. Those are the two I have. Um, and uh, actually, I, you know what? I don't even have my Amazon anymore. I, I, I ended up uh, canceling that. So I don't have that. I only have the two. And um, because one of them gives me a live TV option, I kind of feel like I got everything I need with, uh, with Hulu and Netflix. I kind of feel like I got just a little bit of everything I need there. Um, I did see this with like the movie theater now. And like I don't know why they can't get this figured out. But Movie Pass now is now like there were rumors it was going to go away the other day. Now it's not going away. Now what they're going to do is they're just going to raise their prices. And according to this headline that I have here, is they're going to raise the price of it, but then they're also going to limit your access to like the big budget films you can use Movie Pass to go see. And so, like, I don't understand this. And I can't understand, I've asked this question for two years on this show. Why can we not get the movie theater figured out? Like, why, like, I don't understand this. Like, the restaurant industry went through this, and it it evolved, and it gave you the two for 20. It gave you the two for 30. It gave you that. 
the movie theater is like tripped up on itself and like, yeah, you'll go see Avengers. But I think honest, I don't know this to be true, but it feels this way that outside of like the four movies you want to see a year, I'm betting ticket sales are actually down across the board across all movies outside of like, hey, we're wearing, yeah, we're wearing latex and lasers are coming out of our eyes. He's got all the stones. Are mid-charters smaller than they were years ago? I don't know. It feels that way. I I don't know if I'm right or not. I I don't know about that, but I'm going to kind of agree with at least the concept there because when it comes to me going to see movies, the thing that will draw me in is it has to be big. If it's a movie, if it's a comedy, I really don't want to see it in theaters because I'd rather be sitting on my couch for that. Absolutely. 100%. If Football's going through this too where the at-home viewing is so good, it's like, why do I want to go? Right. Outside of outside of something I view that truly needs to be on the big screen, something that it's like, yeah, dude, I want Explosions, to see that. Explosions, car chases. Right. And I, and I, I want that experience. Sure. That, that, but outside of that... I, I there's no reason for me to go see you know just like you said like a mid charter movie. I, don't of, get it. I, I There's no reason for me to do that anymore. So like, I don't understand. Isn't the fix here is just to figure out how to make the average ticket price lower? Isn't the problem with going to the theaters that if you're a family of four, it's like 145 dollars to do it? Well, I think that's at least partially what Movie Pass was trying to do, right? Is to make the whole overall expenditure cheaper by spending ten dollars a month as opposed to. I mean, raising your prices for Movie Pass from from nine, from ten dollars essentially nine ninety five to fifteen this fast. I mean, dude, Netflix raised it a little bit, but it was years that it was at $10 a month. It was years, like, where this feels like, oh, yeah, we just lay on a launch this thing not that long ago. Oh, right here, already give us more money, and we're going to reduce the amount of stuff you can see. The fact that you're already into oops, my bad territory six months into this venture is a bad sign. No question That's about like that. That's like what I said about Uber yesterday, where it's like, I love that company, but they're under 10 years old, and they're already on TV apologizing for the way they ran it. Like, that's not good. If you got a business under 10 years old, and you're already like, hey, sorry, we're screwing this up, that's not good. Yeah, easier to be Wells Fargo in that situation. <laughs> Exactly right. to be Uber. You got 300 years of, of, of good you know, will behind you. You're Uber. You've been out nine years. It's like, wait a minute, you already screwed this all up? But it, as, as far as Movie Pass goes, and I guess the overall concept of movies, yes, bringing the price down is, I think, probably what brings most people away from going to see a film, right? Going and seeing a movie, going in, right? Well, yes, I, I think, yes. Answer 1A, yes. But one B, I think the answer is I think you give I think people watch more movies if they can just press a button and they watch it at their house. At their house. I really do. I dude, here's yeah. the thing. You might even get a guy like me who doesn't even really care about the Avengers. Premiere night. I don't have to go to the theater though. All right, everybody's talking about this. I don't care about it. But you know what? Everybody in the world's gonna be t- Fine, and I can press it on my couch. I'm more likely to do that, and especially as you look at it from a family perspective. Although I'm a strange bird, maybe don't change everything to go Stansberry <laughs> well, style. You know say. what I mean? Like I'm weird. But so. family perspective, dude, you don't want to you don't want to load the kids up. You don't want to have to put them in the car and then drive all the way out there and like make that all. Well, it, is not only that, but as much as like a guy like me is gonna hate when your kid cries in the movie theater, you know who hates that more? The parent of the kid who's crying. Because they know everybody in there thinks they're an idiot and thinks they're a moron, doesn't know how to raise their kids. That's shameful for them, too. So, like, if you can erase that for a mom and dad, and now it's like, okay, just everybody in the living room, get the inflatable mattresses out there. Yeah, we're staying up all night. And meanwhile, it's 830. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I, I just think it's a better way to do it. If you're somebody who goes to the movies frequently, um, 
I, 15 bucks is still worth it, but the overall concept of you got to bring this price point down. But, uh, dude, at the same time, movies making more money now than they've ever made before. Yeah, because ticket prices are higher than they've ever been before. If you're bringing more money in, do you care whether it's based on price per point or or how many people you're bringing in? You don't care if it's cum or time spent listening. If you got record high ratings. And see, I would never run my business ever. As if things are fine right now, so they'll always be the way they are right now. I would never run my business that way. I would always, you always have to be evolved. Do Blockbuster ran its business like that way? They were offered Netflix and laughed and said, nah, that will never be a thing. And now what happened? You always have to evolve a little bit. See, we have a guy here who listens every day, Dwayne. He, uh, he and his wife have MoviePass. Says, I still can't check into the new Mission Impossible. I paid for a year of MoviePass up front and I've seen 16 uh. movies on it so far. Well, that actually... You got your money's worth already. Yeah, you probably got his money worth already there. But mo- are most people going to see that many movies with it? Uh, my guess is no. If you're buying movie pass, though, I'd hope it's not like a gym membership. I'd, uh, but that's what it's going to be. Is like, oh, yeah, hey, uh, first week, I'm going to go see three movies. So, you know, first month, I'm going to see five. And then after that, you're going to be like, dude, I'm never going back there. It's buying a hot tub. You're going to use it for the first two months you have it on the patio. You'll use it every day. And then after that, you'll use it when friends come over. And even then, you'll kind of roll your eyes like, oh, now I got to turn that thing on. Now I got to clean it. Now, now I got to soak with you. <laughs> now, now I got now, now to do all that stuff. To me, stri- I don't understand this. So you want your groceries delivered at home. You want other companies driving you around. You want all this. Do you want convenience at every other level? Yet laying around watching television, you still want to have to leave your house and go somewhere else to do it. I will never, ever, ever understand that. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansbury Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock one. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Before the break, we were talking about uh, Movie Pass raising their prices from like $10 a month to about $15. It's supposed to be like this like unlimited movie thing that you get to do, or like you sign up and get tickets to movies, and they're already raising their prices, and I think it's weird, and I just... Now, look, I, I it's going to be a little bit more difficult to get me to a movie theater. Solo did it. The, that, that Star Wars movie did it. Um... And stuff like that, but like now again, I'm a strange bird, so maybe don't change the whole world to like fit like what I want. But it just seems to me like we're going to more and more convenience. Like groceries are now being delivered. That whole thing, it's like so where it's like, why is the movie theater like the one holdout? Like I don't get it, especially when you got do you got a 60 inch TV in your house? What the hell are you thinking? Like what are we doing? So like I don't get it. And actually, Benjamin brought this up, and he was like, dude, another movie theater issue is is like when we were kids. When a movie left the movie theater, it was two years before you got a VHS of it. He's like, now, dude, stuff is on Netflix. Oh, yeah. And on Blu-ray, like, oh, yeah. two months after it's out of the theater. And he's right. So it's like, what? so it, there's no urgency to get to a theater right now. It's theater, Redbox, HBO premium channels, and then Netflix. And that all happens within like six months of that movie being released. Yeah. So it's like, dude, he brings very good points. That's there. a great very good point. point it's like, dude, that's, now again. You're giving the people what they want, faster access, but it probably hurts your bottom line in the end, right? How many people didn't go see Solo because they're like, ah, it'll be on Netflix before you know it? 
I don't know what the money deal is there of like how does how does how does how does Solo get paid off of Netflix? Is that a one time hey yeah, we I give you twenty million dollars yeah, or is it like hey we give you something per stream? I do not know how that works. Um, What's really going to be sticky is like well Disney's already doing it like they're going to yank all their stuff off of like other services and they're going to have like their streaming. So essentially, what's going to happen is when they do full on a la carte this whole thing out, it's actually going to be way more money. When 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 Disney does that, and obviously Disney, a very big brand that we're talking about here, when yeah. you, 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 you you everything else that's on it with all the Marvel stuff and everything, um, it used to be movies would stay in the theater for as long as possible, long. And, the, and the closer they were to release date the more money that that movie maker was making off of it. The further away you get from it, not only is it diminishing sales, it's also diminishing return on sales there. So like you would make less per dollar per ticket than you would at other times. But once Disney goes into this realm of... Of we can we can release our product immediately as soon as it comes out in theater, Frozen Two or whatever. You can pay fifty dollars and get it at home via the Disney streaming app. Why would they ever? You know what I'm I saying? Don't like, get it. Th- That's that, what I'm saying. I don't get it. That'll change things. That what, will. What, what, why is it not just rent the movie and or like like you said, but now you already own it too and just charge me more money? Especially right if it's if it's movie that just came out in theaters today and I want to buy it today, yeah, charge me seventy five bucks for it so I don't have to take my kids and spend the money on it, dude. That that'll totally change things. Again, now this guy uh, who has movie fast, Dwayne says the fifty foot screen and killer surround sound for big action movies is my biggest draw. Transformers. Yeah. Okay, see, this is where you and I are going to differ is all, and this is maybe why I don't care about the movie theater, because he lists the movies. Transformers, I wouldn't go see a Transformers movie, don't care. Pacific Rim, wouldn't watch that movie, don't care. Avengers, wouldn't watch that movie, don't care. Ready Player One, I rented it from my Xbox when it came out in digital, and honestly, I watched it in my living room, it was awesome. Saturday, watched it one Saturday morning, it was awesome. Right? Black Panther, don't really care. Jurassic World, don't really care. So maybe that's it. I care a lot less about blockbuster action films than other people do. I don't really like movies like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm more a dialogue movie person. I just am. Like, like I said, I mean, movie movies are making more than they've ever made, so there probably is a little bit of like, yeah, we're sitting here thinking about how to best work it for us when they're like, dude, we don't care. Somebody just like Nickelback, dude. Somebody's buying these records. Right. Somebody's buying all these concert tickets. See, I have a 60 inch screen in my living room. I don't need it to be any bigger than that. And I, I mean, and, you know, you put a couple of speakers on it. The damn, the thing. I mean, I feel like I got like I, I feel like I got a movie theater experience in my house. It is definitely a better experience than it's ever been. I was at some like retail or uh, some like uh, resale shop over the weekend, and I saw a an old school TV, not old school, like a '90s TV inside an entertainment center, and I was like, oh my god, did we used to watch TV like this? Like all of us yeah. were sitting around watching TV like this. So yeah, things. Yeah, have, and your dad would smack you in the back of the head to change the channel. And things have definitely. Things have definitely gotten better, um, but there is something special, and maybe it's just because when you go into a theater, you literally have to put your phone down. I guess you don't literally have to. I was going to say. But, but, but you, do, you it is more likely that I will be focused in a theater exclusively on the movie than I am at my house. No question about that for me. All right. There, there's, a, there's a little bit of a point in that. You are right that... that, that it, because I look at my phone way less in a movie theater because of other people around me versus when I'm at my house. I actually have to shut – sometimes I, when I'm at my house, I have to shut the phone off and leave it in another room when I want to like try to attempt to watch something. I'm being told Solo lost $300 million at the theater. Jesus. Wow. Now, again, I had said wow. before Solo came out, wow. I had said – 
look, The Last Jedi was so bad, it will negatively affect the financial end of the next Star Wars franchise movie being Solo, and sure enough, it did. And I believe that that was a lot of it, because you take guys like me, who were all pumped for the franchise, been waiting 40 years for this one particular movie, you put out The Last Jedi before, where Ryan, Ryan, however you say his name, he came out and said, look, I'm trying to make a completely different movie. I don't care about the old fan. I don't care about the original fans. He had said it multiple times. Sure enough, he made a crappy movie that nobody liked, and it hurt the next movie after that. And yet, for some reason, Disney's still giving them money to do another one. I don't understand that. I don't get it. Being asked about the streaming services you can get at home, Ben wants to know, dude, do you still get live sports? And yeah, that's why I went with Hulu with live TV. I actually picked up Hulu with live TV during, or right before the NBA Finals because I wanted to be able to watch the NBA Finals. And yeah, I get all my live sports. I get all my local channels with Hulu with live TV. I, I watched every NBA Finals game. I watch a ton of Tribe games with it. You, you get everything. Will you get Browns games with that? Oh, yeah. Like you'll get CBS Sports? I get every... There's no, So since I've had Hulu with live TV, there has not been one channel with that, I, that I used to watch when I had cable that I've tried to watch with Hulu that, I've, that I haven't been able to watch. Not one. I'm surprised that's not blacked out. Like NBA Finals I get, like, but I'm surprised. I would think a local game would be blacked out. But well, I, I, I don't know. know. I mean, well, I guess we'll find out in football season. I guess. I mean, I haven't had it for a football season right. yet. But I'm watching Tribe games on it all the time. So through through Sports Time Ohio, is it? Is, it, I, I mean, I, is that? Well, I have that. I have okay. I have the Fox Sports channels. I have, like I said, I have all my local channels. I mean, I have everything. I got the golf channel. I got everything. I mean, it's like uh, so. So far, you know what? I didn't think about blocking out the football games. I guess we'll find out in football season whether or not I get to watch those or not. Yeah. Although they normally sell out, right? Um, I don't know if it would be exclusively because of sellout. I would just think that broadcast TV, like CBS, would be like, no, you well, can't I have sh- CBS. stream this. I would just think that that would be one of those things that they would like put the, you know, like some like. So you think they'd care more about that than the NBA Finals? Why? Um, just because it's local with an NBA Finals thing that's a national TV. I would think they would make local games blacked out on like CBS would want that to happen. I would assume you would still be able to watch the 4:30 game. I would just assume that they would want local affiliates to have that that well they're still being paid their money and in the end that's what they care about hulu's still giving cbs their money so as long as they're that's why i'm paying you know what i mean that's why you pay so if they're still getting their money i don't know why they would block me out but i don't know yet i guess we'll find out coming up here in the next few months as uh, as football season will be underway somewhat soon as a matter of fact we actually do have to go back a little bit talk a little nba though and one particular nba player something's going i can't even believe it but something's going a little underreported on this whole story that's next on rock 106.9 good morning the stansberry show or the god of your choosing best morning ever Kent's rock station rock 106.9 rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 8.30, we'll pass out those George Thoreau good tickets for his show on the 5th up at the Hard Rock Roxino there. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. So I know a lot of people were talking about this yesterday. We just didn't get to it. And uh, I knew I'd have all week with it. I'm like, all right, well, maybe get to it tomorrow. Where LeBron opened his I Promise school. We knew this was coming. He's, uh, you know, he... Uh, he let the word out a few years ago. We've known. We've been waiting. And uh, the building looked amazing. I mean, it looked great. Yeah. Looked great. All right. Now, some of you may be a little unaware of what a student enrolled in the I Promise School gets. And I thought that this was pretty impressive. Now, the media's got a little bit of um, of a uh, of a bad memory 
I mean, they were fawning over this like he's the first athlete ever to open a school. He is by far not the first athlete not to open a school. Andre Agassi had done this. David Robinson had done this. But the media was talking about LeBron James like he's the first guy ever to do this. He wasn't. Still an amazing thing to do. But they do get a little guilty of, of like, the moment they get a story, it's like, this is the first time this has ever happened. They get a little guilty with that kind of stuff. Right? But if you're enrolled in the I Promise School, this is what you get. Free tuition. Your uniforms are free. You get a free bicycle and helmet. That's kind of cool. You, if you live within two miles of the school, your transportation to and from will be free. You get free breakfast, lunch, and snacks. You also get food pantry items for the entire family. And I thought this was the most important part. If you're me, well, if, I, I think if you're a lot of us, th- this is a huge part. GEDs and job placement services for parents that have kids in the I Promise school. So not only is he helping the kids, he's going to try to help the parents at the same time. Then, if you're a student in the school and you graduate, guess what? He's paying for you to go to Akron, where you can go to the University of Akron, and they're going to pay. Tuition paid. This is amazing. Love or hate the man on the court. Love or hate him for supporting Hillary and having his feelings on Donald Trump. That's fine. That's fine. But he is legitimately doing what you want every, what I always hear people tell me they want athletes to do. Put your money where your mouth is. LeBron actually puts his money where his mouth is. Now, I don't really like the, I wouldn't have sat across the, you know, the table from Donald Trump. I wouldn't do it, but I would have from Obama. Yeah, we know. Yeah, dude, we know. Right? That part's kind of annoying. And I don't really like this new age millennial attitude towards I'm not even having a conversation with people I don't agree with. I think it's stupid. And I honestly think it's really, really, really short-sighted and really, really dumb. Now, on the other side of that coin, maybe what they're saying is it's not that I wouldn't sit across the, the table from any Republican. It's I'm not sitting across the table from that one particular person. Now, that is different. It's different. Maybe LeBron would sit across the table from Mitt Romney. Maybe he would sit across the table from some other people who may have had that position. Now, that would be a different thing. I don't really love the, I don't agree with you, so I'm not going to have a conversation with you. I don't really get that. And I really didn't love the, well, I, 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 I can't respect Donald Trump because he's using sport to divide. Where it's like, come on, LeBron, you use sport to divide when you want to, too. You do. You like you, you want everybody to be all about equality as long as they agree about everything about equality that you think. As long as they agree with everything you think, then you're all in. But like we're all using this stuff to divide recently, not just the president. Is he being a little guilty of it with the anthem? Yeah, but I noticed, dude, the anthem's not creeping into your sport because, well, there's shoes on sale. So, like, let's, you know what I mean? Like, everybody needs to dial down their rhetoric a little bit with this. But with the school in its own, you can't knock it. You can't knock it. I don't know why you'd want to. I don't know what there is negative here. Out of right? That? Like I don't. I don't. I don't know what there is. And I understand if people still feel upset or betrayed or whatever because LeBron left. And like as a Cavaliers fan, I get that. I do. Like there's a little bit of me that agrees with you. And like I'm not going to hold grudges. And I feel like I've made a conscious effort not to be bitter about it. But like I get it. I do. I understand where that comes from. But dude, listen, listen to all those things you just listed off. Like not well, only- okay. So let's be just real quick here because this guy Alex writes in and says, you know, at all Akron public schools, you get free breakfast and free lunch at all the schools. Okay. Well, give me the bike. 
Give me the helmet. Give me the free uniform. I want to be essentially go to a private school and have that paid for. Then give my mom a GED because she's working three jobs and dry, had to drop out of school to raise us. Do all fix all that. And then when I graduate, thanks for the grilled cheese sandwich. Are you going to send me to Akron? No. This is what I'm saying. People who then leap out of their chairs to try to water down what's happening here, I don't understand from where that motivation comes. Where, what, what, what do you get out of that? I believe every I believe every student in Canton City Schools is eligible for free or reduced lunch as well, and that's just based on poverty level in the city. It's not necessarily at this point based anymore on 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 your family. It's like the poverty level in the city, and then they I think there's like a grant that essentially writes that. So like yes, you can get free lunch should you decide to do that. Okay. Um, and you're right. Okay. I mean like okay, like good because honestly sure. that's that's kind of one of those things that we don't think about very often, but really is a cornerstone to success when it comes to children oh, is is the ability for them to be nourished. Too. And, and be able to focus and be able to do stuff. All those things that he addresses, the 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 food, the helping your parents with with get them getting a job, with 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 a bike, with all those different things, those are cornerstones of childhood. You're, you're declaring independence. Your parents are teaching you work habits. You're able to be nourished and able to learn and able well, to focus on things. These are like essential things that I think a lot of people take for granted what of, of we have them. What you're seeing here? With the hyper definition of what these kids get, what you're seeing here is somebody who has lived a life where he was unsure where his next meal was coming from, unsure of where he was going to spend the night for a lot of years in his youth, and understands that there are people going through that. You are very right. People approach the world through the filter that they have. And you approach the world through your experiences, and you just assume that it was probably pretty close to most people's experience, when it really wasn't. At the end of the day, you can knock the guy for going to L.A., Miami, LaQuitter, no, Mr. No Fourth Court. You can all fine, whatever. But when you think about the fact that LeBron James, just think about this. He has 100% delivered on the hype of, of the athlete coming into the NBA. Don't talk to me about six straight NBA, you know, the rings, and don't talk to me about Michael. LeBron has completely lived up to the hype of being the chosen one. He carried the league for a decade plus. He has completely lived up to the hype. So then when you take the fact that he, the basketball impact the guy's made, now over top of that, the social impact might end up in the end being greater than the basketball impact. He's done everything we want athletes to do. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with this 20 years from now, 30 years from now, like once a generation of students has gone through this. And I mean, like the thing you mentioned with other 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 uh, athletes having their own schools. Um, most yeah, I mean, those, a lot of athletes have. Most of those athletes don't have the resources that LeBron has. And I know Andre Agassin, and it's like, oh my God, these guys have a ton of money. David, That's almost more David impressive. David Rodman. But it's like, right. So like at this point, though, LeBron has the ability to sustain this for, like I said, generation. You know what I mean? So like there's going to be a, 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 a group of kids that come out of Akron 20 years from now who went through that schooling system, who went through that, who, fingers crossed, aren't going to run away to L.A. because that's going to be a part of the problem. It's like, well, now you've got this education. Now you've got all these incredible, you know, experiences in your life. You need them to stay here. You want them to stay here so that they can continue to kind of grow that mindset and that mentality in the region. But like this... Nah, I can't expect anybody to do that. Look, the the more you educate somebody, the more resources you give them, the more they're going to look around and go, you know what? I need to go where the opportunity 
opportunities are. I need to go where the money is. I need to go where the people are. I hope this becomes a magnet for those things. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I agree with you. I will never tell somebody to not go and experience yeah, your life crazy. and adventure. I'm just saying I hope this is one of those things that like turns this region into a place oh, a catalyst? where people want to okay. where people where jobs do come, where money does come, where where people want to be here. So like, I mean, I, you know, is one school going to be that thing? No, but this is one of those things. Well, hold on. Is LeBron going to stop at one school? Like, come on. It, my my thing is no. I mean, because everybody wants to tell me he didn't go to L.A. to play basketball. He went for other things. I disagree. I think he's going to win a title in a Lakers jersey. Mark my words. I think it's under three years. I think he wins a title. Right? I've been right about everything else so far. LeBron wins a title in under three years. Mark it down. I'll, as a matter of fact, dude, name the bet and I'll bet it. But I, I, I think that that happens. But more than that. I think LeBron James did go to L.A. for outside basketball interest, and I don't think it was movies. I think LeBron James could have been in an MGM movie no matter what. I think LeBron James did go to L.A. to start to bolster this end of who he is, and that to, we're going to start to do this maybe, and that maybe, just maybe, after seeing Donald Trump be president... And seeing how easily somebody can get there off of emotion and just people just kind of liking you initially and giving up people a little bit of what they want, you don't mean you don't think you don't think that just maybe, just maybe in the back of LeBron's mind, he's thinking, you know, I can run the country. I can do this. I can absolutely do this. And if I'm the guy that does it by unifying versus dividing, all the all the better. And how do you start to do that? By opening schools. I think there's a very small possibility LeBron James might want to be president of the country. Strap in. We're headed for weird, weird times. As a matter of fact, we're already there. More Stansberry Show and a really, really, I think, out in left field idea for family leaving the country. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got get in on this. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, fans, I'm from the Sandsbury Show here. Honor Fighting Championship bringing MMA action back to the flats. That's right. It is Honor Fighting Championship 6. It is fight night at Nautica and all goes down August 18th up in Cleveland. Now, listen, tickets are already moving fast. I don't want you to get shut out, so go get yours at HonorFightingChampionship.com. The lineup is already stacked, and it includes friend of the Sandsbury Show, uh, the Vanilla Gorilla Nick Brashear. He'll be making his MMA pro debut at fight night. You don't want to get shut out on this dude. Tickets still available uh, including VIP packages. Get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com 106.9 Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9 Win those George Thorogood tickets 830. That show at the Hard Rock on the 5th here. And we'll get you hooked up. You know, every once in a while, I'll get up on the soapbox a little bit and I'll start talking about uh, the lack of resolve in the human being and uh, the getting a little softer as we go on. And that's going to be the way it is. And I don't know why anybody, and, and myself included, I'm really yelling at me right now. I don't know why I'm shocked everything's soft. What's everybody's expectation in life? To supply an easier life to your children than you had. That's legitimately your goal, is to soften things. And then we all turn around and go, how'd everything get so goddamn soft? Yeah, I mean, people people do get caught up in easier meaning better, which is not always the not case. Not always true. And you throw that on top of the way 
technology has changed so much recently. Rapidly. Yeah. I mean, there's point there. There's stuff going on there, right? We should not be surprised to your greater point there. We seek out the soft, and then when we get it, bitch about how it happened. It's really soft over here. I didn't expect it to be this soft. It's a little strange, right? Okay. It's a little crazy. All right. But welcome to the human being. We're complex that way. Now, I bring this up because this, to me, is a soft idea. Now, a lot of this show is about the fact that a family member of mine is no longer with us. I talk about my dad a lot. Okay? So, loss of family members what we're getting ready to talk about here. And there is a suggestion, I believe, coming out of New York that they would like to see. This is crazy. This is crazy. They want to see eight weeks paid time off of work for a death in your family. That's way too long. It's way, 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 way too long. But again, I have told you now for a few years, there's multiple pushes here on a lot of fronts to get you out of the office more. I've said where business is going to want to give you more time away from the office versus giving you more money because that's easier for them to do. They have more of that than they do their money. Or they're, they're, they're at least willing to part with more of that than they are their money. Now, maybe this is just the way we view working in America. But if Rock 106.9 could go on for eight weeks without me, then what do they want me for? If it's not going to be drastically noticeable, if the show's not going to be that much worse, then what do they want me for? Maybe the point of most jobs not like this, where like you're just a cog in a machine as opposed to like you. You know what I'm saying? I was not about to tell most people that their job doesn't matter. Well, but I was not about to do that. But I but yes, I think there is some of that. But then ultimately, aren't I able then to turn around and use that same very logic as the reason why I don't have to pay you any more money than I'm paying you right now? Legitimately, you can be gone eight weeks, bro. You can be gone eight weeks and it don't matter. What am I giving you more money? You have no leverage. If you can be gone eight weeks and it doesn't matter to be sad about a family member dying, then you don't deserve any more money. You're not that vital to me. If I can be without you for eight weeks, you are not that vital to me. Does that, do you feel like that applies in like, you know, like I uh, broke my leg or I mean, at that point, should there be protections of like, hey, you're medically sick or is it just like, yo, we can go this long without you. We don't need you. Well, uh, th- the point is, is that everybody's replaceable, whether yeah. somebody died in your family or if you broke your leg. This is ultimately why your companies are sticking their heels in the ground and saying, no, this is what we pay. This is why is because most of us and myself included are not that valuable to the company. We're not really that ultimately, dude, other people could easily step in and do what we do, including me. Do they do they go into what constitutes a family member? Because like there's a lot of a lot of Well, let's just keep it for the sake of this conversation. It doesn't matter what they want to do. For the sake of this conversation, let's keep it like immediate family members. Like you're you're okay. Your you're, immediate your household okay. family members. Because okay. that's that'll make it more simple for this conversation. And I'm gonna give you an example and this is just from me and again i said it earlier today so maybe i have to hold it through in this conversation too i'm a strange bird so maybe don't change everything to do it the way i would do it because i think i am a little bit more cold and a little bit more like ah suck it up pansy than what the world's really ready for but i was at the agora 
Now, I didn't work there then. I don't work there anymore, and by the way, I just quit the other day. But I, I, was, I was at the Agora for a Three Doors Down show, and I was working for another rock station. My cell phone rang, and it was my mother. Daniel, you need to come down to the Cleveland Clinic. Why? Your father has just passed away. Hung up the phone, went down to the Cleveland Clinic. That show was Friday night. Friday night at the Agora. That's where I found out, went to the Cleveland Clinic, went there, did the whole thing. Saturday afternoon, 6 p.m., my ass was at the radio station. Running the board. Wasn't on the air. I was running a board, just watching radio stations run. I went to work the next day. As a matter of fact, my boss, Slats, who now does mornings at the competing radio station up there, he was my supervisor at the time, Slats, on the buzzard, that guy, called me and said, what the hell are you doing in there? I said, what are you talking about? He said, dude, we just got word your dad died yesterday. What the hell are you doing at work? Sorry, Slats, this is where my dad would want me to be. This is where I want to be. This is how I feel better. Now, that's not most people, and I understand that. But eight weeks it's going to take you to get over it? Now, I know what you're thinking. Dude, your dad died 15 years ago. We still talk about it three times a week. You're not over it. Sure, you're never really over it. But you can get back to your daily life inside of eight weeks, you sissy. Do you think that you, if you would have taken more time to process it, maybe you would have taken more time to mourn it, do you think maybe that relationship or that feeling you have now would be different? No. Or different, but different maybe, but not any better. No. Because at the end of the day, what I need is my brain to be focused on the task at hand. If you, dude, idle hands. If you allow me to sit and, and, and wonder and what's going on and, and overanalyze, that's when things get way worse. And that's when my destructive behavior will end up manifesting itself. You gotta get, I, I gotta stay in my rhythm. I gotta stay in my zone. And I think plenty of people probably are like that. I mean, I think some people want to go lose themselves at work because then you don't have to think about it. You have something else that you can at focus least on. Part of the day. It's not that I'm not going to think about when I go home. But at least there's reprieve while I'm doing my job. I, maybe some people don't necessarily find that in their, you know, in That's their, in their fine. job. So what, I want to meet the country halfway. I want to meet you halfway. I don't want to be cold and be like, ah, oh, your mom died yesterday. Come to work today. I, dude, that's not, no, 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 no. I, 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 it's not that I want that. It's not that I want you checking work email from, you know, the gravesite. I don't want that. But eight weeks, guys, come on. Where do like, you feel it's appropriate? I feel like a week. I guess, what do you take off for a vacation? A week normally, right? I, I guess more than anything to me, it's like, I, I, I don't have a problem with, obviously your boss can do whatever the hell they want to. And if they want to give you two months off, they can give you two months off. I think making things like, hey, it's you have to pay people for that eight weeks. I think that's when you're getting into a conversation. I, I agree. Well, you'll destroy small business if you do that. I, I agree with you that... You shouldn't you shouldn't have to be like, hey, oh, my God, if I don't go to work today, you know, my mom's funeral's at noon. If I'm not at work at three, I'm fired. That's no, getting no, no, into no. crazy territory. That's crazy. But it's, there is there's probably a happy medium here. I Isn't mean, this a little bit like treating adults like you are still a kid? Isn't this a little bit like, oh, well, you know, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be some time. It's going to be I mean, dude, this is a little kid glovish. Right? Oh, and I, I think it matters, too. And the reason I asked about, like, does it define who the family members are? I think, you know, your dad dies. And yeah, that's sad, but that's the way it's supposed to be. Your child dies. I don't know. You're probably in a different place right there. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like the circumstances of this are going to matter to me, too. Of yeah. Like what what happened? Here. Losing your child would be definitely. I mean, having I watched my brother and his wife do it and it happened in my home so i mean having watched that closely you're right it's a different and having lost my dad so my family's been through both so one losing isabel was way harder 
way harder. You're supposed to marry your dad. Yeah, it's just a kid. I mean, it's a kid, and so it's like this is not this is not natural. This isn't right. This goes against the laws of nature and God. Like this shouldn't be this way. We're losing a uh, losing your father. You're right. You're supposed to bury your parents. My dad was just young. Fifty eight's young. It should. It was just. It was unfortunate at the timing, but it's not like crazy but for me it's like these people that want to take two weeks off because your labrador dies it's like dude get your ass to work what the hell's the matter with you and like a week is what i'll give you this is what i think jobs should do you sign up you start your job it's two weeks paid vacation family member dies we'll give you a week for that okay take a couple of days we want we want the best of you in the in the workplace too i probably wasn't doing my best work the day after my dad died at the radio station anyway can make that argument so i want the best employee i can have so take a couple of days yes but this eight weeks, this coddling, hold your hand. This is why. This is why everybody's running around the country saying things like adulting. Just so you know, because we're not forcing anybody to be an adult anymore. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. One oh six nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock one oh six nine. My friend Liz just sent me this video, and I would have never thought of this, but now I'm suspicious that this is how a lot of these people were doing this. Is it the Kiki challenge with Drake where mm-hmm. you're jumping out of your car and you're singing? Mm-hmm. So she sent me this video. She goes, have you seen this yet? And it's a guy who jumps out of the car. And sure enough, he's being recorded through the window and he's dancing. But then the camera pans around and it's two of his buddies are holding a car door and they're walking down the street so he could record the video. And I started thinking to myself, I never thought of that as I was watching this. And it looks as real as it can get. So... Are more of those being done that way than we realize? We got to investigate. Carl Monday, where are you? <laughs> We're getting to the bottom of it. Um, I, I, the Kiki Challenge, uh, a mutual friend of ours, um, tattoo artist, uh, uh, Carly, she uh, she shared a Kiki Challenge. Did it, she do it? No, 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 no. She shared one. And usually, I'm like, dude, I'm not watching this crap. What is this? But when she shares something, I'm like, all right, there's going to be a twist at the end. No, when Carly shares something, I throw up in a garbage can. <laughs> I love her, dude, but she has got the sickest sense of humor ever. The twist is essentially the guy pooping. So, like, I'm telling you see, right now, you're going to want to see it. That's what I'm saying. She'll always send me a picture of, like, some hot chick, and then the skirt will come off, and a penis flies across the screen. She does it to me all the time. Like, I'll just be drinking a Buzzbin, and I'll get a message from her on uh, a Messenger. And, I'll, dude, as a matter of fact, this has happened, where I sent her back a message one day. I was like, I'm not opening this until I'm sober tomorrow and can handle it. I'm not. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. She gets me all the time with that stuff. It's like chocolate soft serve in the video, dude. It's pretty bad. Uh. It's pretty bad. Just pretty bad. It's worth checking out. That's not good. It's not good. I can't even do the dance, let alone jump out of the car and do it. I I I am not the dancing person. I'm not. uh, I I I have a I have a firm rule on the dancing. I. uh, It's like karaoke, right? Hammer drunk, maybe it happens. Right. I hate karaoke, by the way. That's the fastest way to get me out of your bar is to have karaoke night. Yeah, karaoke night is not for me, but that's dude, that's the fastest way to keep me out of your bar is to have a karaoke night. Right? So I hate that. But maybe if I'm hammer drunk, but a dance floor has to be like super packed. Right. I need waist up visual only is essentially what I'm looking for there. Um, it's very like I don't know, like dance like nobody's watching. Isn't that what the hell he's saying? Country songs, isn't that the isn't that what you're supposed to do? I feel like if you do that, everybody ends up watching. Watching, just staring. Nobody ever judging. tells you that part. Hey, dance no. like nobody's watching you, even though you don't know how to dance. So as soon as you start, you're gonna just make everybody watch you. 
Yeah, no, that's bad. Do you feel like, do you, are you worried that like everybody around you is like a professional dancer or something? They don't know what they're doing. No, it's one of these moments in life where <laughs> holding my penis at the urinal and dancing <laughs> are both times in life that remind me I'm not as black as I feel inside. No, no. Do I listen to rap music, dude? I used to smoke menthol cigarettes. That doesn't matter. And can't dance a lick. <laughs> I don't. That doesn't I don't matter. Know. Is that a stereotype? Is he being, oh my God, hashtag equality. But like, I, but yeah. It's like one of those moments where it's like inside I always feel way blacker than I am, and then then I start dancing. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, I'm not. that 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 did no. not work. No, I'm not. I mean, dude. So that's the thing. I got the credit score, didn't get the dancing. Uh, you know, it's not real good. Yeah, I'm not the dancer. Like, I'm never the guy who can jokingly like, hey, the dance floor is a little empty. So let me go out there and I'll just start acting a fool and then people will start dancing. I'm not that guy. Even like, even like. I'm the guy smoking the joint in the parking lot at the wedding. Like, I can't do these two or divorce in two years. So, weddings we're talking about here. I'm not saying like, all right, it's the grind zone at a bar or anything, but like, even like weddings when you got drunk ants out there, you're not going out there cutting Maybe. a rug. Maybe. And here's the thing it's not. I wish I could. It's like dressing up for Halloween. Remember, I was like, I wasn't allowed as a kid, so I don't really like it. It's like I never really learned how to dance properly. I want to do it. I want to be better at it. I would. It looks fun because it's one of those things where it's like, look at all, look at the smile on your face. Like you're having all the fun, and it's a good way to let out, like you know, aggression. That whole thing. I could totally. I see all the benefit of it. I I just imagine seventh grade Stansberry right now, just chubby, tears streaming down his cheeks. I hate this place dodge middle school sucks you gotta remember dude things are cyclical so there i was 300 pounds and a pair of z cavarichis and a bolo tie not knowing how to not knowing how to dance just dressed head to toe and be like chess king like i just like stepped right out of the store why were you wearing a bolo tie everybody was wearing dude it was skids and bolo ties that was 1990 that was what was happening bro you could have been wearing an african pennant you decided like no go with the bolo tie dog dude if you don't think i had the cross colors with the with the africa logo on the shirt you're crazy you're crazy but yeah, no dance. I don't know how. How did we get here? How did we get to dancing? How did it happen? Nobody knows. But I want to be better at it. I'm just not. I think it's one of those things. Like anything else, you got to do it. You can't just be like, man, I want to be a better reader. You got to open up a book. I've been playing golf four years. I suck at it. I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna figure out dancing. You know, before first Friday, just do it more. No, no. Anytime I do it, I feel like I need to do this a lot less. Way, way less. A thing that you can do more and more and get better at is having the sex. You can have, The more you have sex, the better you'll get at it. That's why women, start letting your husband in more and maybe he'll get more proficient at it. Duh. But there's something happening during sex. One in ten of you is doing something during sex, and this is honestly legitimately sad. That's next on Rock 106. This report is brought to you by Taco Bell. It's nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We'll hook you up with those George Thorogood tickets around 830. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. Um, podcast listeners, stay patient. We're, uh, we are looking into what's been going on. There's been something uh, that's causing a delay of when they actually get posted to the site. We're working on it. Sorry, dudes. Sorry. Yeah, some guy was like screaming at me in my DMs about it. Well, he's calling me names Jesus. and telling me to get my my act together and all this. It's like, dude, that's not my end. I don't, you know what I mean? There's some, there are other people involved. I don't, I don't, I, I press send. 
And if it gets posted, then it gets posted. That's out, anything outside of that is outside my realm. Considering the uh, the the amount of podcast listeners that we have, I'm willing to bet that the boss man's going to be on this today. Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed. I would think. So they've done a survey, and it was a it was a small one, one that many people in the survey. But this is depressing. I'm not at all shocked. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm not shocked at all. As a matter of fact, and I think that this problem's only going to get worse. We're all distracted. We were talking about this earlier this morning, as a matter of fact. That Fantone feels like one of the reasons why the movie theater is still around is that you're kind of forced, unless you're a total douche, to like put your phone away in the movie theater, shut it off, like you know, turn the ringer off, and like not pay attention to it when you're watching the movie. And there's something special about that. There really is. When you don't have that distraction, you can't even go to it. it it's great. It is. Um, it, it depends who you are. For me, it kind of makes me. It's like don't eat that cookie, and now all I want to do is eat that cookie. Right. There's a little bit of that in it for me, but I agree with you that that there is a, there's something to that about the movie theater, and more less and less places are requiring this of us. Um, I'm actually going to a party somewhat um, in the next few weeks. I was invited, and this is how old school it was. The invitations got mailed to your house. There's a card you RSVP back inside the card. Just for a party? And send it back, and it tells you in the invitation, just know when you walk into my door, you are going to be asked to give up your cell phone the way uh, keys are given up at parties when you're going to drink, you were to give up your cell phone, and yes, parents, once an hour, you will be permitted to check your phone and check in with your babysitter and check and see if the world's on fire. Okay. All right. That's cool. I love it. I can't wait. It's very, I mean, if you want to come to this party, this is what what the terms and conditions are. What about my kid? Stay home. Right. Because I called and I called my buddy. I was like, dude, your wife, I was like, dude, her friend's got to be killing her over this about the kids. And he was like, our mentality is then stay home. Then you don't have to come to the party. It's not, it's not your job. It's not your office. I mean, and let's be real here. Like 25 years ago, you left and if the world was on fire, it was on fire. Like what were you supposed to do? Well, what did my parents do when they went out on date night? They went to the payphone every once in a while and called occasionally. They weren't checking every two minutes to see if I was all right. I don't even honestly, dude. Like, did they back even at call it, from the payphone? Pay Probably no. Not. Did my parents call from the payphone? Probably no. not. They were, they were like, "No, you're with your babysitter. Shut up. We hate you. We don't want to deal with you. You stupid. You knuckleheads. Get out of here." Exactly right. We're all so reliant on these phones. So when I got the invitation to the party, I was like, "Absolutely," because the one. So I called my buddy and I said to him, "I was like, don't even tell me who's invited." I was like, "I know for sure I'm going to meet somebody at your party. You I know to. I will. You have to because you're going to be sitting at tables full of people you don't really know, and next thing you know, you got to fill up that time. Luckily for me, I'm kind of good at that. But dude, how tough is that going to be? Because once again, you don't know who you're walking into right. here. Yeah, you're kind of good at that, but a lot of people are kind of bad at that, and we've probably gotten worse at it recently because of our. Addiction where it's like most people are bad at it at the start you're right and then you add this on top of it you're right right so like now all of a sudden it's like dude you're not even very good you're not even very interesting <laughs> like you're like and now we don't have phones to hide behind dude it's gonna be an interesting party you go i to. can't wait to go to that party i'm so excited about it i think it's such a good idea and i think more and more places should do that but they did a study of people and the sex that they're having and it turns out fantone one in ten of us one in ten is checking the phone not immediately after sex, during it. You're still in the act of having sex, and one in ten people admit, yeah, I reach over, I grab my phone, I kind of check it while we're doing it. Wow. Wow. That's not good. That's not good at all. Guys, if you were laying on top of your wife, 
just humping away at it. And you looked up and there she is kind of like looking at her nail polish and, and the, like, aren't you going to be like, aren't you going to feel less than? Uh, yeah, you of course. Like How would you not? You're not having, somebody's not engaged in what you're doing, that you're not providing the experience that they're after. That looking at your phone is the same exact thing. It's the same exact thing. It, I, I like, look, I understand the episode of Friends or The Office you've seen 60,000 times, not holding your attention long enough for you not to check your phone during it. Fine. That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Ross and Rachel are going through the, whoa, three said Rachel. Oh, my gosh. Oh, of course you can check your we phone. We were out of break. I okay. get, you got it, right? You've seen it a million times. But this is the one activity, guys, the one that is supposed to trump every. Dude, if you get bored with sex, if you're bored with sex, guys, just jump off a building. Put the gun in your mouth. Pull the trigger. It's over. Like, if you, if you can't enjoy sex anymore, you will enjoy nothing. It's legitimately the most pleasurable thing on the planet, besides winning the lottery. But that's only because you end up getting a lot more sex. Like, if we're getting to the point complacent with sex. Now, again, you've been married 40 years. You don't understand. It's like it gets kind of fine. But you still shouldn't check your phone while you're having sex with your wife. All the more reason if you've been married 40 years to make sure you're reinvigorating it. At the end of the day, it's disrespectful to me, in my For opinion. Sure I mean, like, it not only is it is it is it you don't look at me as like a capable partner, but it's like a slap in the face a little bit right there. It's sad. Now, do you think this is a conscious decision in the sense of like, all right, we're humping. I'm a little bit like, all right, let me get that phone and check my Instagram. Or is it like a subconscious addiction where you're like, you don't even realize it. But once you have that little break in sex where it's like, all right, we're changing position. Hold on. Let me get a drink real quick. And you just kind of grab your phone out of mm, habit. It's all bad. Yes, it's not good. I mean, if you're that addicted to your phone where in the middle of humping, you're like, oh, dude, let me let me let me pull this over here. It's bad. Sex should be one of those things that's able to pull your attention all on its, all on to its own thing there to where you shouldn't be able. Dude, what is on, what is on, the, guys, answer me this question. I got to know. What the hell is on Twitter that beats vagina? I'll wait. I'll wait. I've been alive 42 years, bro. I've searched high and low. I've lived in multiple states. I've lived in multiple cities. I have searched high and low for happiness everywhere you can find it in this country. I've lived everywhere. Not a thing in any place I've ever lived. Yeah, the ocean was nice in, in Oregon. That was kind of sure, nice. Yeah. yeah, living on the Vegas Strip was kind of nice cool. for a little while when I did that. Yeah, it was kind of fun. That was great. I've never, not one time, experienced anything that was like, dude, this is better than maybe peering an eight iron from 150 yards. Maybe. 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 But you take the point. Nothing outranks vagina. Nothing. Especially in the moment. Like, you know, are there going to be times when you walk away from sex when it's offered to you? Of course. But, like, you've decided to be in but this But you're doing moment. it right now. Now, does this take into consideration how many people are using their phones in that sexual activity? Like, I, does this still count if I grab my phone and take a picture? They don't break that down. My guess is if they're writing their article this way, it's not that. This is you people are right. distracted. Now, let me ask you. Is there a difference between we're having sex, I pull the phone out, and I'm like, it's in my hand and I'm looking at right. it, versus maybe you're the only one who can, you're, maybe you're in a position where you're the only one who can see the end table at this particular moment, 
and a notification goes off on the screen and you just kind of, you continue to pull the hair, making her think you're fully in there, but you got to lean over to the right there and kind of like eyeball the screen. Same thing. But once again, though, what is on that screen that's, go- that's going to be better? What text message are you getting? What Facebook message are the you getting? The chick I'm trying to sleep with oh, tomorrow. <laughs> the woman I'm trying to sleep with tomorrow. Duh. More Stansberry Show. George Thorough, good tickets. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. I uh, I was not intending to talk about this right now, but I happened to read an article just this uh, just a few minutes ago. And it's got me kind of fired up a little bit. All right. And this is really, 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 really tricky. Because... You don't want to tell women, oh, relax. You don't want to tell women when a guy's just talking to him, oh, relax. Don't take it so seriously. Because honestly, I turn around and, dude, a lot of guys I know are creeps. Like, it's just the truth. Like, a lot of guys I know who, even guys I know who think they're nice guys are total creeps. Yeah. Like, just, and so, like, I get it, right? There are a lot of guys out there that just don't know the boundary, don't know that they shouldn't say this, don't know that they shouldn't touch you when they're ordering pancakes, don't know that they, they and that's all. Well, first of all, yeah, they do know. They're just being creeps. Because they think they can get away with it. Which, shame on you, dude. Don't be a douche. You're making it tricky out there for the rest of us. And also, you're the same kind of guy who's going to argue about how everybody's soft and everybody wants to complain about every little thing. But you don't realize a lot of your actions is what's making people complain. So stop doing it to him. But now, we do have to sit women down on their side of this and be like, oh, stop your complaining. So I saw this article. And it was shared by a good friend of mine. And it's from the Huffington Post. I know. I roll. Right? But this woman wrote this article, and I read the headline, and I was like, well, it's the Huffington Post. The article might be something completely different than the headline. Let's read it, right? So I didn't read all of it. I read like you know three-fourths of it, and then we were coming back out of Offspring, and I had to come back on the air. But I read enough of it to get a gist of what's going on here. And basically, the headline says this. I don't want to talk about my tattoos with strange men. Okay, well, first of all, just assuming that we're all strange without knowing us would be, well, you judging me. Now, she means strangers. Now, if we're saying strange to you that you don't know them, that's a different thing. My guess is here she means a little column A, little column B, that men who want to talk to women in public are strange. You're creepy. When in reality, no. I say it all the time. You can't make guys feel terrible for wanting to ask a woman out. The reason why you're here and able to bitch on Twitter about how bad men are is because some dude somewhere went, hey, girl, that's how we all got here. By a dude seeing something he wanted a piece of and said, hey, girl, that's how we all got here. Okay, so you can't demonize the whole system. You got to be careful. Now, she says, even if you're not touching or leering, she says, commenting on tattoos perpetuates the negative stereotype of tattoos, which no, it does not. And she's like, it also then, you're making women uncomfortable by a man talking to a woman. Ladies, I know a lot of you. And I feel bad when these articles get written. Because I think they get written by women named Emily McCombs, who are all of 23 years old, just a guess. Who are still living with their parents. She's a failed writer, and so she got a job blogging about things she doesn't really know about. And in the end, then, women are the ones who pay for this in the end. Because I think young women are ruining feminism for you. They're ruining it for you. 
Feminism is a thing. It should be a thing. It should absolutely be a real thing. But if feminism now means that a man can't have a conversation with a woman in public, then you're doing this wrong. You're going about this the wrong way. As a matter of fact, I thought that what tattoos were about was to get you noticed. I thought it was about being an individual. I thought it it was about showing off your personality. Did you not think painting something on your skin was not going to be a conversation starter? Well, that's not fair. I didn't do it for them. I did it for me. That's fine. But they're not smart bombs. They're arts on your skin. People are going to be able to see them. They're going to want to talk to you about them. They're going to have a question about that. Where did you get it done even? Those are signs of respect. I think that it's probably... Yes, this woman went too far with the concept of like you talking to me is is over the bounds. Like there's no debate on that. Um, I think that what they're probably tattoos are often used as is kind of like the ends to for me to be a creep. Where it's like okay, there's there's something for me to say to you now. How can I how can I exploit that? It was gonna be your dress. It was gonna be this. It was gonna be that. Dudes are some dudes are creeps, but you cannot demonize the entire race of men over the dudes you've come encounter with. That's like when a guy meets a new girl and he's like, well, she's going to be a bitch because my ex-girlfriend was a bitch. What are you going to say to that man? What would a lady say to that man that you're not a grown-up? You're not emotionally available because you think all women are that one woman. And yet, what do you want to do? You want to turn around and paint us all with the same brush. Now, if a dude's walking by you and he's screaming things like, hey, baby, love them tattoos. Now, that's a little different. That is in the, in the realm of catcalling. But if I see you on the subway, the bus, whatever, at work, Standing around and I go, or if I'm standing behind you at Dunkin' Donuts, like, that's a really cool tattoo. Where'd you get that? That doesn't make me a strange dude trying to get in your pants. That means, you know what? Maybe I left my phone in the car and we're all bored standing in line. And so I'm going to waste this 40 seconds pretending I care about your tattoo versus looking at Google. But dude, these blogs and this, is this okay? And dude, I've said it now for a year straight. We are going to think peace ourselves into serious trouble. It's time now we go through these blogs and fire these losers and say to us, you give us actual content, not just this fake drama. And I've said it once and I'll say it a thousand times. You know why Emily McCombs writes this article? It's because of how easy her life is. Because life is easy these days. So then what do you do? You just search for the thing that's not easy. Search for the thing that's making your life so hard. If you want to be outside the norm, you want to think outside the box, then you're going to be a conversation piece and people are going to want to speak to you. If you want to go unnoticed, then don't do things that are going to get you noticed. That's like going on this. That's like getting on a roller coaster going, man, this might make my stomach feel weird. Yeah, that's its intent. That's its design. Not everything's just for you, especially when you put it on display for all of us. You don't think you're going to be asked about that? Expecting that you could tattoo yourself head to toe and then not get questions about it is honestly stupidity on a level I'm not ready for. And obviously is stupidity on a level that this world will be too difficult for you. Not every, ladies, not every guy who says everything to you is trying to get in your pants. You need to dial it down just a little bit. Let me just tell you, most people aren't that hot. You think you're being hit on that often? You're that hot? Really? That's what's happening? I mean, I guess. George Thoreau, good tickets up for grabs next. Hang on. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have George Thoreau, good tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. Something just happened on the radio station. 
that Fantone and I both really, really enjoy. Now, I'm a little tired of Pink Floyd overall. Okay. I've worked in rock radio a long time. So, yeah. like, you get to the point with certain bands where it's like, I get it. Okay, <laughs> right? dude. Okay, I get it. The Red Hot Chili Peppers is one of those bands for me. I'll never say that they're not good. The Red Hot Chili Peppers are absolutely good. Um, they've never been my favorite band, uh, or even of my favorite style of band, but they're talented. But you work in rock radio, and you can get a little, like, you know, hit over the head with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, where it's like, enough is enough for me. But again, the radio station's not for me. It's for all of you. I work here. It's not for me. It's for you. But something was happening in that song from Pink Floyd. Brain damage. That used to happen in records all the time. And I said to Fantone, I'm like, bands don't do that anymore. Like, it doesn't happen anymore. And I was like, and it's a shame because it's one of my favorite things in music when it's done well. And I actually said to him, I was like, the Rolling Stones did this better than anybody. And it's the use of the black female singing hooks in rock songs. And singing melodies, even the harmonies in some, in some rock songs. Like, you get the choir and you can't always get what you want. That was a great use of that. You get the woman singing in the back of that that Pink Floyd song. That's a great use of it. As a matter of fact, the one guy said, what's his name? God, I can't remember his name now. Lou Reed actually calls them out and says, and then the color girls go, and then they sing the lick. The last band I can think of. Who did it? Guns N' Roses. That's the last band I can think of when they went out on tour, and it was during that switch when they went from Appetite-ish into into Use Your Illusions, and they brought out the piano, they brought out the horn section, and they brought out again. This is what backup I, oh, singers. What am I always saying about bands? So you get Appetite for Destruction breaks wide, and now nobody can tell the artist no. So it's like, yeah, double album, all this, all that, get all in there. It came out pretty good. I was going to say, isn't that what you want, though? Eh, it should have been. Uh, somebody should have got their arms around Axel and said, dude, let's get the filler off of both these albums and put out one Use Your Illusion record that's really good. But the overall direction of like, all right, you're doing something, you're adding the pianos, you're adding the horns, you're adding all that. That was a good era of Guns N' Roses for me, at least, where I, it was like, I, I still enjoy this. What's like, better, Appetite or that? Oh, Appetite for Destruction is definitely better, but I mean, and the greater point there of like artists were willing to do stuff like that where nowadays dude you just don't have it anymore. I'm being told the choir and you can't you can't always get what you want was a boys choir? Was it really? I that sounds know. like women. I don't know. I didn't know that. Oh uh, yeah, in the in that song, yeah, but I mean like there's, there's What's the other one? What's the other I, I'm thinking of a Rolling Stone song where you can tell it is a black woman singing in the back of that. I'm going to guess Sweet Virginia, but I mean that Yeah, you might be right. That's that but there's plenty of songs like that where 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 Well, they were big into that. Yeah. They I mean, dude, the Stones were big into that. And they were great. I I as far as like the two big bands like that when people go Beatles Stones, it's the Stones. I mean, the Beatles kind of like standardized the 4/4, which is like massively important in records. But Mick and Keith kind of took music to a new place that was just kind of like, even the covers they did were really, really good early. And you have to think, too, I mean, just a bigger catalog, more to pick from, more to more to kind of appreciate there. 70s, 70s Cocaine Stones Pretty is good. some of the best music ever. Pretty good. Some of the best music ever, I think. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. More, more choir would be good. I didn't know that was a boys choir. It's really weird. I'm sure I did know that and just forgotten it. They sound like women. Really weird. Oh my God. Are you, did you just assume genders of choirs? You can't do that. So I saw something yesterday and I thought this was, uh, I, 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 well, I thought it was pretty interesting. And that's Tristan Thompson punched Draymond Green in the face. 
Saw that, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I kind of got like brought to this party late. My girlfriend's like, "Did you see this?" And I was like, "No, I didn't." So, uh, what's what's the details? What happened here? Well, apparently there were some. Um, I'm thinking of Gimme Shelter. He's right. Jim McChris is right. By the way, our, our our good buddy inside the Hall of Fame. There, he's right. Gimme Shelter is what I'm thinking of. Um, so apparently there was some trash talking game four of the NBA Finals. Plenty of it. Yeah. And uh, and I don't re- I remember there was some trash talk. I didn't remember exactly which game, but I'm reading that it was game four uh, of the finals. So apparently after the ESPYS, they were at some like after party at some club or something, and uh, and Draymond walked up to Tristan and would, like tried to say I'm sorry, and Tristan wasn't having it, and so Draymond was like, Come on, man, I didn't mean it. Like, come on, dude, be cool. And then Tristan Thompson punches him in the face. Now, I didn't know how to feel about it. So I started watching some roundtable shows yesterday, right? And they all have Draymond Green coming off worse in this than Tristan Thompson. They're like, and their thing was, if dudes are drinking and they're partying, that's not the time to apologize. And I hadn't thought about it that way. My initial response was, well, dude, the guy tried to say I'm sorry. Like, just, yeah, don't accept the apology, but accept it per- like on site. Like, yeah, 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 all right, dude, we're good. And then he walks away and you secretly, you're still like, you know, F that guy. That's what I would have done. But... I didn't think about the fact that, dude, throw four bottles of champagne on the table. Dudes are doing shots. Your woman's with you. Buddies are with you. Egos are flare. I didn't put it through that filter. And I guess, like, I mean, if you're looking at it from the perspective of, well, you don't want additional headaches in your life, and that's why you should be the bigger man and step away. But, I mean, isn't that kind of like... I don't want to say like cowardly, but like if you don't feel that way, why should why should I say accept your apology? I am... Um I feel like Draymond Green got punched in the face because they won the NBA Finals, not because he was trash talking in Game Four, right? No, I think that Draymond Green is runs his mouth enough. Probably said something that he felt that he felt was like, "Oh, this is just standard trash talk." And Tristan Thompson felt differently about Chloe, right? Yeah, it's the only. Ob- I mean, it's the obvious thing we're going at. It's here. the thing that's going to make a guy want to punch another man, especially dudes with money. Like all that's left is pride over your woman. Which, by the way, Tristan. Half the NBA ran through your bitch, dude. Like, half of them. James Harden ran through that. Dude, like, a bunch of NBA players been through that, bro. Like, you didn't think you were going to deal with that? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you did, but I, I, I'd i like to know what was said, what was the line over. Because, obviously, everywhere he goes, he hears something there. You can go too far, though. You can go too far. And, like, with and, that being said, I, I'm not going to fault a dude for... Hey, no, I don't want your apology. I don't. Well, no, man, come on, man. No, I, I get it. Uh, this to me felt like a little bit like had the Cavs won the NBA Finals, though, Tristan probably wouldn't have punched them. This came off that way to me. Like there was still some bitterness over losing the finals, which, again, is going to go into it. I never put it through the filter of don't apologize to a guy when he's partying. I would have never thought about it that way. But when they said it yesterday, I was like, well, all right. I mean, I mean, maybe. I just feel like. Dude, I also think Tristan hates Draymond because Draymond's better. Oh, yeah, he's definitely a better basketball player. I don't think there's a question there. Um, I, I just think that there's probably a line of, yeah, dude, we competitively talk trash all the time. Like, And it's probably pretty standard in the NBA of like what is and is not acceptable. I just think Draymond Green is definitely the kind of dude who well, would go too far. It's like referees even will tell you. You can swear at us, but the C word's the one we don't like. You call us the C word and we're running you. Somewhere somewhere along the line, everyone has their line. It has you know what, what the line is. Somebody, and, 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 if, and if you overstep that I mean am I saying like hey dude somebody talk crap about your girlfriend you're allowed to go punch him in the face no but I I, I get it but you can't be surprised when somebody does punch you in the face talking about their girlfriend it is one of those things that people will do and especially 
I, I'm sorry, but I, the the apology, like you said, at not only at the ESPYS or at a party, but like at the ESPYS, like bro, you got my text, you got my my cell phone, or you know somebody can get yes. it for you. You can you can get a hold of me, but to come up to me in, a, in an environment like this, like you, like all of a sudden, I'm just gonna be like, you know what, dude, hey, everything's fine now. I mean, F you a little bit, man. I mean, dude, Draymond's tight with LeBron. So, like, I mean, they're tight. They're friends. So, dude, if he wanted to, he could just text LeBron and be like, dude, give me Tristan's number. And that's the thing, too, where all these dudes are friends with each other, which makes me believe even more that this was more about personal, you said something that was over the line, as opposed to just like, dude, you beat us in the finals, and that's why I want to punch you. I just, uh, did you see now, Cleveland, now there's a, th- that people have, like, created a Facebook event. Now there's going to be right. a parade for Tristan Thompson for oh, punching no. Draymond Green. And guess, and <laughs> okay. dude, okay. we're going to do it on the 13th, guys, because that's Tristan's number. Okay. Guys, how many times do you think you can go to the parade and have it still be funny? You're legitimately becoming Mike Myers. Do I make you sexy? Do I make you horny, baby? No, because it's five <laughs> movies with the same joke. It wasn't funny the first time. It's not funny the fifth time. Like, guys, let it go. Stop at the parades. An NBA player punched another NBA player. A guy's writing in and asking me what the C word is. If you don't know what the C word another man calls another man, then honestly, dude, you're not grown up enough for this show. Have your parents turn on Disney radio for you, dude. You should not be here right now. George Soros, good tickets up for grabs. That show's on the 5th, Hard Rock Roxino. We'll get you hooked up right now. Caller 15, 1-800-243-7625 on those and get ready for the scavenger hunt. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, tell you about the Roll Holt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rowhold. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rowhold Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RowholdVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. The guy who didn't know what C word we were talking about is angry with me. It's like... I don't think it's nice that you're going to yell at me. Jeez. It's just like, dude, how many C words are out there that a man's going to call another man that I wouldn't be allowed to use in this room? Not going to be that many. I saw this yesterday, and we it, it just came across our social media platforms. We have somebody that does that here. Even when it comes from like our section of the website, we're not always the ones doing that. Somebody else is finding stories to put on that section of the website. And I saw this on TV yesterday, and I'm reading it a little bit now, and I think people are making way too big of a deal out of this. No, it's 2018. Everything's a huge deal, Stansberry. It's an enormous deal. And I don't think he even meant it. I really don't. Because I know this dude to be quirky and weird. We're talking Jim Harbaugh now out of the University of Michigan. He's their head football coach. And I maintain that I want Harbaugh at Michigan. Because I want Michigan to be good. That the rivalry only matters if both teams are good. And he has improved Michigan football. You can say he hasn't. People are going to point out the, his record against the rivalries. It's like, yeah, dude, those are going to take you a little while longer because Ohio State has Urban Meyer. Right? So he's going to do that. But he t- took over a team at 6-10, and 10, and I think he went 1-10 his first year. And like one and, so something like the next year. Like They improved pretty quickly. Right, And he still hasn't even gotten into his class of when he's went out and really recruited just yet. But apparently there's this rumor going around 
that the Jim Harbaugh, head coach of Michigan football, told his quarterback, I think this was last year, not to eat chicken. Don't eat chicken. And now every dietitian will tell you chicken's a good source of protein, a healthy alternative to red meat, and like that kind of thing. You, could, you should eat a little bit more bird, not less. But Jim Harbaugh told his quarterback, no, 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 no. You don't eat chicken. And he asked him why. It's like, I'm eating a ton of chicken. Why shouldn't I eat chicken? Yeah, I mean, that kind of flies in the face of, of, of dietary, you know, of advice. Yeah. Yeah. And Jim Harbaugh said, because it's a nervous bird. It's a nervous bird. And now people are like, see, Harbaugh's a quack. And again, the guy does weird things. Like he slept over at a recruit's house. That was weird. That was weird. He uh, was, wasn't he in a tree outside of like another recruit's house? That was weird. Then he did like the singing videos. That thing was really weird. He drank out of the fountain in Italy. Like there, there's been things with, with Harbaugh where he's just, dude, he went to the baseball game with like nerd glasses and a glove. Like he's just a little bit of a nerd. So why are you giving him the benefit of the doubt Because here? I think this is one of those things in life where if I wrote down anything anybody said and went, this dude said this, that I think sometimes that text doesn't translate tone. And isn't it possible that he was just playing a little head games with his quarterback? Isn't it possible he was just like, oh, dude, don't do that. That's a nervous bird. Don't eat that. And now somebody said that Harbaugh said it, and a reporter knew what happened, knew it was just a joking moment, but knew, well, nobody's got the audio. I'll write that Jim Harbaugh said it, and now everybody's going to talk about Jim Harbaugh. As somebody, as, as, as myself, who I am an Ohio State Buckeyes hater, dude, and I, there's no question about it. There's no apology for it. There's, there's no, I'm not standing up, or I'm not coming down on Jim Harbaugh because I'm such an Ohio State honk where it's like, dude, everything he does sucks. I'm not much. I'm not. You know what I mean? Right. But yes, I understand what you're saying of like one quote out of context can make anybody look crazy. But when you have all this other evidence of you being a nut job, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he deserves that. Once, so you think he did say once, it. Once, once you've hit a certain point of crazy, you can't look at me like, Oh, I can't believe you believe that because well, everything out of your mouth is unbelievable. Oh, see, I went the other way because I went, the media overreacts to everything that the media tries to make everything a big story, that they're the ones trying to make this a bigger story than what it is by saying, look, this is what he said. I don't believe... Now, maybe I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm definitely right. I could be wrong. I just I don't see Jim Harbaugh legitimately telling his quarterback not to eat chicken because it's a nervous bird. I mean, it's so crazy that it that it's crazy. But, I mean, he, he the quote was... Is that, you know, because it's a nervous bird, you see a chicken would choke on the football field. It can't handle the pressure of 100,000 ravenous Buckeye fans calling for its head. So why eat it? Like, so it wasn't just like a one-off little, Whoa, like... give it to me again. Okay. Early in his Michigan tenure, Harbaugh pulled Spite aside and told him not to eat chicken, a protein considered fairly safe. When he asked why... Harbaugh said, quote, because it's a nervous bird. You see a chicken would choke on the football field. It can't handle the pressure of 100,000 ravenous Buckeyes calling for its head. So why eat it? So it's- Again, dude, again, when I'm listening to you say that, that dude, knowing Harbaugh being a goofball, it lends itself to being just a goofball. I don't know, dude. To me, it lends itself to like, dude, what is this dude talking about? And once again, you're 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 climbing the, the trees of recruits. That like, was weird. So all this stuff put together to me, and but again, it's weird. But I don't. But just because it's weird, I don't mean. My whole thing is, I don't think he meant it. 
That yes, I think it's weird. It's strange. I wouldn't have done it, but I don't think he meant it. Well, but now we're getting into this place where it's like, you, you when you are in a position like this, where you know you have guys that are essentially dudes you're trying to recruit that are going to make or break your career here. You got to be clear about things. You can't be like, well, I meant wood, but I said wooden, and it's like, well, yeah, you know, okay, like, you got to be clear. Here. Yes, if 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 the argument against him saying it was don't play head games with your quarterback because he's going to take you seriously, then that's a thing. Spite went on to say, I think that he thinks that some type of sickness injected its way into the human population when people began eating white meats instead of beef. So this isn't... this. Okay, well, that's further. So we're getting further and further into this. Okay, that's further. I had not heard that part. Okay, now, again, though, is it so crazy People are always, no, 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 because people tell me this is why we got to treat pigs better. No, the pig knows you're going to kill it, and then all of a sudden, then the liquid shoves itself into the meat, and then now you're eating that, and that's why you're getting sick. So is it so crazy? Yes, that is a crazy theory. When we're looking at it from like an objective perspective of like, all right, yeah, well, some people say that, but they're well, wrong. No, but scientists say it. So like, this is what I'm always saying is people always go, no, it's science. It's like, well, dude, scientists have said that, that, that when an animal knows it's going to be killed... That the adrenaline then seeps through the body, gets into the meat, and you're eating that, and that changes the taste profile of the meat. They've done it. They've like run the studies on it. So not just crazy people say that. Like Legitimately, FDA scientists say it. So is it so crazy then? Now, I thought he was kidding, and it was a better th- thing when I thought he was kidding. I, don't, I would not tell an athlete this. I think it's crazy. Do you buy into it? I don't necessarily buy into it, no. And at the end of the day, that that yes, that there's that there's probably little I can do about it, even if it is true, and that I have to eat something. And animals are delicious, so if I get a little adrenaline in my bacon next to my eggs, I'm gonna live with it and be perfectly fine with it. All right, I didn't realize he was like tripling down on this. I thought this is just something he said with the whistle around his neck, and he was just kind of being a you know what I mean, a jerk about it, and just kind of being funny. All right, that's a, if I was the University of Michigan, I would be a little concerned about that. That's a lot of money to give to a guy that might be that crazy. All right, I changed my stance. I might be a little concerned about that now with Jim Harbaugh. There is more Sansbury Show. Good news, Canton is going to shut down a nuisance house. That's next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. I cannot believe that football season starts tomorrow night. Crazy. Tomorrow night. Crazy. Bears, Ravens. Right here. Hopefully. Did we paint the field today? (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Sew the patch in now, guys. Get it sewed in. Yeah, get working. Who knows? I'm sure that they've probably rectified that that little problem from last year. Yeah, that was two years ago, right? Wasn't it? Or was that I, last year? Honestly, all four of these melt together for me. They're last year. So, like, it's they're all, all last year. year. I've been here a year. That That's Canton. That's how good it is. It feels like one day. It um, it, it, it's, it's definitely, like, the end of summer. You know what I mean? Like, when you yeah. see those tents going up in the Hall of Fame parking lot, once you start seeing those bleachers on Cleveland Avenue, it's like, oh, son of a bitch, if you got something left on that summer bucket list, now is the time. Dude, as a golfer, it's the saddest thing ever. I'm sure. Because you're just like, oh, yeah, that's right. In two months, I'm going to be miserable. I mean, at this point, like, high schools have already played scrimmage games. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's time. Ugh, brutal. Brutal. So that starts tomorrow night. Obviously, Friday, first Friday. I cannot wait for that. It's a good first Friday. It's the best one all year. Everybody knows that. 
it's it's not only is it like good I can't weather. I see that Morrison thing up close. Ton of people. Um, but you'll see Hall of Famers out at our bars first Friday. Um, like I, the one year I did run into Jerry Rice and Busman. That's the truth. That did happen. I didn't want to bother him. And he was just kind of like hanging out. You could tell it's like they weren't really intending to be there. <laughs> that they were just kind of like going up and down the street. And I didn't want to bother him. Because, you know, I've said this about my career. Like, I don't have pictures with famous people a lot. I don't collect a lot. It's just because when these people come in and out of the radio, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, can you take a photo with me? Because I know they don't want to do it. Famous people don't want to take pictures with you. They're, they love the fact that they that you like their movies, that you like their sports, that you like them. They like that, and they want you to like it. But once they're out and about, they're like you. Really, what they want to do is just enjoy their life. Now, they understand it and will do it, but ultimately... I have dealt, I've seen a thousand bands after the listeners have left the radio station of them kind of going, where they feel like, okay, now I can relax like a real person. It's work. And it's, it's, it's it absolutely it is. Absolutely that's work. And dude, FaceTiming people is absolutely work. And so the, I've always been like, I, I don't want to be one of those people that, that kind of does that. And so like when I saw him downtown, it might have actually been outside of the bar. But when I saw him, I was just like, oh, man, that's cool. That's Jerry Rice. I saw him jogging down the street, actually, the one morning, too. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, that's Jerry Rice. Like, that is like that is damn cool. And so I am really, really pumped about Friday. Another cool thing that's happening here in Canton, Ohio, is uh, cops now say they're going to uh, shut down this nuisance house. And Fantone sent me this email earlier this morning. And I said to him, all excited when I opened it, I said, dude, I want to find out if this is this house right by my house. Because it had said, and, and then I read the, like this little small description underneath, there's this blue house on the southwest side of downtown. And I was like, that's the house I'm talking about. Now, it turns out this is not the house I thought it was. That there's more than one surprise, nuisance blue house in southwest Canton. Okay. Apparently, this is 508 Sailor Place. Now, I can tell you that because this is printed in the CantonRep.com. So if it can be on a website, it can be on the radio show. But officers have been to this residence 74 times. Wow. Between September 2016 and June of this year. (laughs) Two years. (laughs) Jeez Louise, dude. 74 of them, bro. Drug complaints. An overdose happened. Assaults. Domestic disputes. They charged the two owners with having a disorderly house and a combined seven times. Oh, my God, since last summer. They made arrests. They brought in crisis services. The trouble just doesn't stop. They say it's a flop house. Yeah. And it's the site of criminal activity involving methamphetamine and heroin that drains police resources and tests the patience of neighbors. That would be true. Now the city wants to evict the owners of 508 Sailor Place Southwest and everyone else living there and board up the house for a year. It's a legal strategy. The city is looking to, they want to use it more often in the future on nuisance properties. They said, we're just trying to keep the peace in that neighborhood. That's a local attorney there handling the case. Yeah. I mean, obviously one house and the actions of that house can just bring an entire street down. So like, yeah, I'm sure that there's neighbors on that block who are number one customers, but I'm sure there's also neighbors on that block who are like, good God, just tear that son of a bitch down. Oh my God, I'm right. I'm right. I recognize this woman's name. Her name, the one of the women that's listed as a homeowner is Jamie M. Gamble, 39, of Canton. 
you'll remember that name because we talked about her on the program. This is the woman that mutilated her boyfriend's genitals over that that <sighs> domestic violence case. Wow. That's that this is that wow. same woman. Wow. At least the name is exactly the same. Yeah, no, this is that woman. Jamie M. Gamble, 39. Yeah, I, that's that same. I knew, I knew, I knew that name. I knew I was when I saw that name, I was like, I know I know that name. And that's how I knew it. 74 times in two years, bro. You can't get your act together. So this was her essentially being the landlord renting this out. Michael Man- uh, Maniscola and Jamie M. Gamble own the Sailor Place house. Um, it's tucked into narrow streets, one-way alleys, just west of McKinley Avenue, southwest. Yeah, dude, like, I can walk to this place from my house for sure. I, they're showing me the map. I know exactly where this place is. I go by it all the time. Some families have lived in the neighborhood for decades and multiple generations. Yeah, obviously, that's what happens. One of the, the guy bought the house back in 2014, added Gamble to the deed a year later. Until recently, they both lived in the house with Gamble's mother, Lisa, and any Oof. number of transients. They mean criminals. <laughs> That's what transients means. And 74 times in two years? Yeah, bro, boarded up. Yeah. Now, boarded up homes don't do you much better because people know they're boarded up. So what happens is that people pull one of the boards down, they go in it, they party in it, they put the board back up so nobody knows they're in there. And now you got like homeless people sleeping in there and doing things like that. So I'm not sure a boarded up home gets you that much more, but you got to do something. Yeah. Canton has done, at least recently, I would say over the past couple of months, has done a good job of tearing blight down. I know that yesterday um, there was a councilman who was sharing like, hey, dude, this is your tax dollars at work here. We're tearing these buildings down and they have to move forward with that. I mean, I don't want to get into the place where it's like, well, you know, you're taking the house away from grandma and you're just going to tear it down because she can't afford to get it fixed. That's one thing. But when we're talking about a blighted property who's been called 75 times by the police, what else are we supposed to do here? Because you're right. Putting boards up is a very, very easy Hurdle to get over. Tear that son of a bitch down, dude. Tear it down. Yeah, if you think if you think people in that neighborhood care about tearing a board down to jump in there to do drugs in there, you're crazy. Right. I mean, we're, we've already passed that. If you've already had 75 calls in the past, whatever, like that 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 was a big part of the quote unquote Canton Comprehensive Plan, which is why there was a half percent increase in uh, local taxes. So like they could take care of stuff like that. So they would have the availability and the funds to tear that down. And then whether it's put in like a playground or a green space or something, at least then the neighborhood doesn't have that. So this house is is not directly, but it's behind. It's a little south of my apartment, and it's almost directly behind the house I thought that they were going to be talking about. Now, I want to be careful here because I am speculating here. I don't know for sure. And again, these kind of people are dangerous, so I don't necessarily want them walking up the street and kicking in my door. But there's like four different ways I can go home. But one of the ways, if like if I go, let's say I go to Giant Eagle after I'm done with the show, right? I use the one on Tusk a lot. So what I'll do is I'll pull right out of that parking lot and I'll go up near the hospital and I'll turn right on Bedford, right? And then I'll go up Bedford and then I'll hit 6th Street, which is what I live off of, and I'll turn left onto 6th Street. Okay. So when you go down that hill down there and you start to get into the neighborhoods, and I'm not going to give you the cross street, but there's a blue house right off of 6th. And every day, not occasionally, every day, one dude sitting on the stoop in front of the house, 
three corner boys right across the street from the house all posted up on different parts of that street. And every day, car stopping, a dude leaning in with his head into the window of the car, car pans off, and then they walk right up to the dude sitting on the stoop on the front of the house. Guys, do you think the cops haven't seen the wire? Like, do you not know that they know you're drug boys? Like, that's what you're doing. What do you think you're doing? Dude, you're standing out there in jeans and a white tee. What do you think they think you're doing? You're not out there hanging out. You're out there slinging rocks. They know that. Like, at least get smart about it. Like, I don't understand it. It's like, dude, we've all seen TV shows. We all know how you guys do it. The guy with the bat, that's the muscle. The guy in front of the house is the bank. Dude, the 10-year-old's the lookout. We know the game, bro. Get inside the house. What are you doing? Every day I see it, and I'm just like, well, if I need drugs, I guess I know where to go. But how is this place still open for bit? I mean, dude, they're like a it's like a business. Sometimes you'll drive by it and three, four cars are waiting. Still open. You know what I mean? That's why Insane. they think they can keep doing it is because it's until you still get open, caught. right? Until you get caught. But every time I drive by it, I'm like, so are cops just harassing you for no reason? Or are they pulling over every once in a while telling you to stop doing what they know you are, in fact, doing? More Stansberry Show and the closeout of it. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. It's been hot as hell in here all day. And they're like trying to figure out what's been going on in the studio. There's something going on with the... With the heating unit. We look very guilty. Stansberry and I just sitting in here sweating. You know my theory. Dude, sweaty people are guilty. Like, dude, if you shake hands with somebody and they're just like sweaty palmed, you are. You're thinking like, well, what the hell did you just get done doing? Something bad. Something. You're hiding something. No, right now, somebody's in their car going, that's not, don't shame me. I'm just naturally sweaty. Nah, you're naturally guilty. I am a sweaty person, but I'm a guilty person, so I won't even dude, I won't even debate. You are you dude, your forehead sweats like nothing I've ever seen. You should see the rest of me. No. Jeez, no. <laughs> no. I should not. Nobody no. Nobody should. Yeah, I'm sweaty. That is not good. I was sent this earlier this morning from a guy who hates CNN. But he sent me an article from CNN. And I thought that this was interesting. I hadn't heard about this. A 10-year-old named Clark Kent has just beat a record that Michael Phelps held for 23 years. Something right there. Over the weekend, Clark Kent uh, swims for the Monterey County Aquatic Team, competed in the Far West International Championship in California. He won the 100-meter butterfly and is this one minute, nine seconds? Yeah, it looks like something like that. Like about a minute and 10 seconds or something like that, I think it was. That's more than a second better than the 100-meter butterfly record that Phelps set at the championships back in 1995. Now, I don't know if this will then mean that this kid ends up going on to best Michael Phelps in the pool. But that is impressive, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, anytime you set a world record, of course it is. But I'm going to feel doubly bad for this kid because first, now everyone's looking at him like, dude, you're going to be better than Michael Phelps. Of course you're going to be better than Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps 2.0 and your parents name you Clark Kent. So, like, there's no way you live up to those expectations, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I always, I question why parents do that. Like, why did you do that? Are you that big of a fan? And if you are, is it fair to push that or thrust that upon? As a matter of fact, we saw this with LeBron. 
the other day, right, where he said, you know what, honestly, if I had to do it all over again, I probably don't name my kid LeBron Jr. And I get it. I really don't. I That one I don't get. Is the mentality that if you don't name him LeBron Jr., that there will be less pressure on him because he's not named LeBron? No, I think more so is that like you get to have your own identity. LeBron is obviously such a huge force unto himself. I, I get where well, he's coming from with that. He went on to kind of talk about, like though, the pressures of being a basketball player having the same name, though. Given everything I've accomplished with this name, now my kid having to, wanting to play and having the same name, where I don't think that that's necessarily all that different. I think if it would have been, I don't know, name him something else, Michael James or whatever, right? If you name your son Michael, although he probably wouldn't have, uh, given the Jordan thing. John. But, but John James or whatever, right? Like, you name your kid John James, people still know you're LeBron's kid, and they're still lo- you still look enough like LeBron, and they still know you're his kid, so they're still looking at you like, bro, where's the 360 windmill? Like, where, you know what I mean? Like, aren't, isn't that going to be true? I think, I think probably from the outside perspective, yes. I think when you are talking to your son, there probably is a little bit of like, I don't expect you to be me. I don't expect you to. So, uh, yeah, I see. I do see what you're saying. I just think that from from like when it's a one on one situation, there, I see how that's a little bit different. Okay, weren't going to change the expectations of people, but it may have changed the perception your son had on the situation oh, and of himself and who he is. Okay, that maybe I could see. And if that was his take on that, I actually uh, I can appreciate from where that came from. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Hopefully our podcast issues are fixed. You should be able to podcast the show shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. You guys have a great afternoon. See you. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever.